Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. That Thursday, November the 17th, uh, the most blessed part of that day is. Does anyone know what, what that day is? November 17th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Anybody besides read? I'll give you a clue. You see this? He <laughs> can't even contain himself. This is Garner's Modern English Usage. It's not a dictionary. It's a usage guide. And it is fascinating. Okay? So if you um, want to come to me and say, hey, I've been wondering about this grammatical issue. I've been wondering about this spelling, pronunciation, this usage thing. I know it used to be this way, but do I still have to follow that for strict usage? Garner has the, he has the answer. And it's a nuanced answer. It's on a language change index of 1 to 5. And uh, this is the fourth edition. It's from 2016. It was a great day when it came out. It is now six years old. Thank you, Brian A. Garner Genius, for issuing a fifth edition. You guessed it. November 17th, it freaking comes out. Does anybody know how the internet works? It says publication November 17. I pre-ordered it. Is it going to be to me on that day? <laughs> Does anyone know how to make it get to me by that day? Can somebody help me? Yes, Reed. Oh my goodness, look at this guy. He's just, he's tempting you. He's just wetting your appetite. If anybody can help me get it to me, I have money and desire, but I don't have, I don't know how to make it happen. Please, please help me. But um, in any case, if it's not, if it's not here on that day, I'm going to have the fourth and we'll, you know, we'll wet the appetite. We'll run through some garnerisms. Um, and then you can be, I going to pre-order copy one for my office, one for my home. It's just to make sure. So. Man, that is, that's going to be incredible. Um, fine, let's do it. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's almost time for the text, but it's not quite. Anyone notice anything funny about just the words that are here? Say the grammatical construction of what's here, any usage? Is just anything funky? Righteousness is, is, is really hard to say. I agree with Stephanie. That was hard to say. Anybody agree with her? Huh. We could puzzle in the dark, or I know. <clears throat> There's a gigantic injury on possessives. I won't, it's three pages. I won't read you the whole thing. Uh, but let's let's take a look here in the fourth edition as of 2016, what Brian A. Garner Genius had to say about um, possessives and forming possessives. It's really simple. When you're doing your Christmas cards and you're tempted to put apostrophes in there, just email me first. I'll help you. Please. I'm begging you. Email me. Okay. You want to make up something possessive, um, you add apostrophe S. Even if the word ends in S, your name is Jones, uh, then it's Jones apostrophe S for possessive your car. Uh, that's that simple. It's a plural possessive. It already ends in an S. Then what do you do? Just an apostrophe. There you go. You got Joneses, J-O-N-E-S-E-S. Apostrophe, their car, the Joneses car. Okay, so that's uh, that, those are the four exceptions to that rule, which he outlines here. The fourth one is pretty simple. I'll give it to you right now. It's a weird one. I was blown away when I got to it back in 2016. Here it says, according to the traditional rule, is Conrad not even here? What a waste. <laughs> a sibilant possessive before sake, sibilant, breathy, sibilant. So you got a possessive, it ends with a sibilant, it comes before sake. 
takes merely an apostrophe without the additional s, even though it's not plural. Righteousness here is not plural, uh, but it doesn't get the additional s. It's just apostrophe. Hence, for appearance, C-E apostrophe sake. Can you believe that? Have you ever seen that? Appearance, apostrophe, sake, for appearance sake. For goodness sake, and for conscience, C-E apostrophe sake. Righteousness sake. Okay, that's the end of the grammar for today. But if uh, you want more like that, mm, okay. Let's wait. So everyone's cleared up. You got it. It's the fourth exception. There he is. It's Conrad. You freaking missed it, Conrad. He will hold office hours after class. Let's. Um. Could you. Um. Could you stay and let's read the the verse in earnest. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Very good. You can have a seat. No extra syllable, as you all did excellently, just righteousness' sake. Um, it's the eighth beatitude, um, all semester long. Beatitude, beatitude, beatitude. We've been doing it. Uh, Marty was here last week. Uh, Brooke is up next week back in this very room um, for the ninth and final beatitude, depending on how you um, split up the section. But uh, there we go. And then it's Thanksgiving. We're not here for either Sunday of Thanksgiving. And then uh, we have a Christmas service just at the end of the semester to get you all advented and ready for Christmas. Um, so here we are um, near the end. And thank you for those who have been around um, for, for diving into these beatitudes with us, um, for um, just, just hearing repeatedly these words of Jesus. Um, this invitation, this challenge into um, another way, which is um, the way. So th uh, thank you for the work that you've done in, um, in listening, in uh, listening with an open heart, in um, listening with open hands and open feet, that as you've left from here, you've uh, thought about what does this mean for me in the world and how I live my life. Um, here we are to the beatitude nobody wanted. No one in the whole world wanted this. Reed and I just left it blank on the schedule from the beginning. We're like, eh, I'll figure it out later. And then a week ago, it was like, we'd never figure anything out. I guess I'll take it. So um, here, here's what it is. Um, it's not difficult to see why nobody would want this, right? Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'm, <clears throat> um, I'm going to try to keep it kind of small today. Um, persecution, loaded thought, idea, uh, stepping into um, potential landmines, thinking, talking about uh, persecution and us, persecution and the church worldwide and historically, um, persecution and, and humanity. Um, I, I can't handle all of that. Uh, so I want to parse for just a second here. Um, and I, I want to say, <laughs> oh, no, sorry, Brooke, that was tricky. Yeah, we'll just keep with the verse here. Let's parse persecution for just a second. Um, lots of people around the world, um, throughout history, have experienced intense and very serious persecution, bodily harm, emotional, psychological torture and warfare. Um, th these are like real things, realities for, for lots of people um, throughout time. And it would be silly um, for many of us who don't have that kind of, we like grew up with crossing, war, crossing guards to like get across the street to go to school. We, it would be silly for us to pretend like um, we, we know firsthand, uh, many of us, I can't speak for everyone, um, what exactly um, that's like. Um, so some of us do have um, stories of more immediate, intense 
persecution kind of stuff. Uh, but for lots of us, I suspect, it feels ki kind of far away. Geographically now, temporally, um, in history, it feels kind of far away. And so um, what are we to make of it? Uh, well, number one, um, we can uh, be a little smarter and a little more open to, like, it's not that uncommon. Just for the plight of humans on Earth, it's, it's really not that uncommon. And um, for our situation, many of us, um, this, like, crazy, peaceful prosperity time, like, that's, that's more a blip on um, history's radar than it is some kind of norm that everything else is, like, weird in relation to. So, so we can think about that, first of all, um, and we can be um, aware of that as we're reading um, Jesus' words. As we're reading it, like towards the end, the middle end of uh, uh, this Roman Empire time, uh, we, we can think about our own moment in history and where we find ourselves. Um, we shouldn't pretend like uh, we we know experientially um, things that we don't. On the other hand, uh, here's the mistake that that I I think um, I fall more into. And from what I see of the way that we live and the things we're afraid of and the way we pursue what we think is good and right, um, maybe um, our real problem is in buying into the straightforward version of the nature of the kingdom and the good life um, that, that isn't Jesus' upside-down way. And so maybe our thing is uh, we, we, we desire, we want above all safety, security, comfort, good, good things. Um, God cr created us um, to be alive in a good relation with him and ourselves and with each other, the earth. Uh, and yet, those things are off. Those things are broken. Um, and if we um, attempt to order everything in our lives um, toward the ultimate goal of safety, security, even comfort, um, are, are we missing um, not just that kind of persecution, uh, but are we, are we subjecting ourselves, are we um, laboring under um, an idolatrous illusion, and that's really what keeps us from approaching Jesus here when he says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's how we started with the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Who does the kingdom belong to? Who are the ones who are walking in step with it? Um, the poor in spirit, everything in between. Um, here, the persecuted. And, and for just a moment, Maybe it's worth us considering, like, do, does that make any sense to you? Does that add up in, in any way? Even if you're, like, kind of on board with Jesus about some of these other subversive, upside-down angles, you want to find your life, you got to lose it. Uh, you want to receive forgiveness, you got to give it. Uh, you, you want to live free, then be generous. Um, even if we've tasted and seen little bits of that, is there something here that gets to really our central idol as 21st century Americans, safety, security, comfort. Our good friend Carlina's here. She did the invocation. Thank you. She's having a baby. It's not a secret anymore, right? Okay. Uh, she's been talking with Tab and Ellie's, um, Carlina's Ellie's best friend. Uh, and uh, they've been you know, celebrating all the, the baby and the coming baby stuff and talking about um, car seats and styles of wraps with different fabrics and all of the like amazing things 
that are, are good and important parts of like expecting um, this, this other human that you're about to be responsible for and thinking about how best to, to nurture it and care for it. Um, I tell you this, I'm sure, I know Carly knows this, um, other mothers in the room, parents in the room, you, you probably know, um, if you just jump in that stream and read everything there is to read about how to make sure that you're ready for your baby and it's going to be safe and whatever, like car seats expire. I don't even know what that means. The, the, there's like if you don't have this uh, uh what are those things called wipes that you like wipe the baby with right there's the we had one of these it's a warmer so the baby's butt doesn't get cold when the wet wipe touches it that's fine i guess but that writ that writ large like in, into the ways that everything we do and say i, I had a subscription to the new york times for uh, a couple of years had to cancel it because we moved and didn't have as much available income for New York Times subscriptions, which were really expensive. Um, I read the New York Times a lot, and um, I, I liked a lot of people in there, a lot of stuff that was in there. Um, I had to turn off just like large streams of it because I don't have that kind of attention. And uh, But but I, I um, picked up on this undercurrent, all through COVID I was on there, uh, but this undercurrent, like every war, everything that's happening, every whatever, um, all of it this unspoken assumption beneath everything, whether it's like uh, big and bright and flashy and new or like old and academic or whatever, there's this undercurrent running through almost all of it that is our goal is to maximize our safety, security, comfort, to minimize our risk, danger, discomfort, and the whole like human project, everything that we're doing politically, religiously, whatever, money-wise, economically, everything that we're doing um, is, is cast through that lens uh, alone. When we hear blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, uh, I don't know that we can hear that if that's the air that we breathe. And it's, it's not that there's not a kernel there take care of your kids of course it's like um drive a car that's safer than a motorcycle you maniacs the, the, like we are concerned for our lives and the lives of others and well-being uh however and if you look at um tab is a nurse practitioner she takes care of um people of varying sicknesses all day long out in rural northeast missouri um, and she um, has stories she runs up against, um, families of patients, patients themselves, um, who, like, li life is hard and dying is even harder. Uh, and yet, for, for most of us in this particular moment, the hardest thing for us seems to be we don't realize we are going to die. Stanley Harawas says, our whole medical and political and all the systems um, are designed to feed the illusion that if we get everything just right, all of this out of our food and all of this and the perfect exercise and you're moving, blah, 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 if we do it all just right, then we can get out of life alive. And uh, you're not getting out of life alive. And at, at some point, if that doesn't register, um, then we're bound to live in just stupid ways. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, I don't know what all to do um, with this verse, um, except to poke and prod a little bit at some um, live nerves with us. Um, what, what are um, the ways, where are the places, what are the crazy ways um, of living that we have um, that indicate to us that what we really worship is safety, security, comfort? Uh, I'm going I'm to give you 10 seconds now, and I want you to just think through your week, think through your semester, your, your thoughts for the future. Um, what, what are the preoccupations? 
What are the things that drive you? What are the things that you just can't even bear to imagine or consider? Um, and, and how are those related to um, th this thirst, uh, maybe an overdone thirst for safety, security, this job, so I know I have enough money to do this thing. <clears throat> I'm going to give you um, 10 seconds now, and I just want you to think for a second. God set us free to hear, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'm not suggesting masochism as a way of life. Um, you don't have to go and seek out suffering. You don't have to want pain. Um, newsflash. I learned this from the New York Times. Life is suffering. Trouble will find you. It already has, for those of you with eyes to see, ears to hear. If you pay attention to yourself, to what's going on around you, you already know that. We don't have to go seeking out suffering. It will come to us. And so I think um, we can take Jesus' words here. Um, and, and indeed, his, his whole um, teachings throughout the Sermon on the Mount um, as instructions for what to do in light of that fact. We don't get to choose the nature of the world around us, what we're born into, the fact that it's off its axis. Uh, but we, what we do get to choose um, is how we're going to see that, what we're going to put our trust in, how good we think that we collectively, we individually can be at fixing broken things. What we get to choose um, is how we respond um, to the suffering that does come to us, um, to the trouble that will find us. Uh, and in that way, um, I've actually been really encouraged to think through um, Jesus' other teachings in the Sermon on the Mount as, as not really disconnected from this idea um, that those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, um, that's, that's where the kingdom is. Um, all of the other upside-down, sub subversive uh, nature of, of Jesus' other teachings um, they, they fit this in maybe other and lesser degrees. Uh, but what we can do um, is in, in choosing to do the really hard work of forgiving, in choosing to do the really hard work of uh, being generous rather than stingy, choosing to do the really hard work of going and being reconciled to each other rather than sitting and letting that fester, um, all of those things um, involve um, pain and suffering. They involve dying to yourself. And so if you're engaged in those in, in, in the small ways, um, then I, it's not a stretch to say um, these disciples who were with Jesus um, doing those things day in and day out, when they got to the point of uh, here's the guy that our hope is in and now he's nailed to a cross, um, that, that was still uh, shattering for them. Uh, but, but our whole story comes out of um, their next response. Um, that all hope was not lost uh, where if your objective is safety, security, freedom, comfort, um, then uh, when your guy gets killed, executed as an enemy of the state, um, you lose. You lost. However, um, our whole story is based on um, that when that comes, Jesus doesn't shy away from the suffering, and he doesn't just beat it up with more tanks. Um, he, he takes it on. He accepts it. He swallows it. Uh, not masochistically, for, for righteousness' sake, because he has an eye on um, the good world that God wants to see, and he knows that the way there um, is through suffering. Uh, when that pain comes, willingly um, walking through it. Um, so the good news for us is uh, Jesus is already there, and he's inviting us to come with him into it. And so in that way, it's not that strange to hear, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. We follow a murdered Messiah. Our Christ was killed, 
and the stuff we sing and the prayers we pray and we're, we're baptized and when we take communion, um, all of that has built into it um, that we are acknowledging and accepting and reminding ourselves if we're going to forget, especially in our situation, um, reminding ourselves that um, our life, God's good kingdom, uh, righteousness sake, everything in Jesus' name, the shalom that God wants to bring, um, that comes uh, through death. And there's not, I, I thought, um, a lot of us have this, this weird wrong idea where Jesus gets punished and he takes all the punishment of sin and like we, we sing about and pray and we're like, it betrays like our fundamental desire when we say, oh Jesus, thank you so much for taking that so that we didn't have to. You took it so we didn't have to. I, I've, I've heard this a lot, um, but I would love for someone to come and like show me from the scriptural story. Like where, where is that? Is that this weird Americanized version of like, well, because we want to be fat and happy and comfortable and not in distress, like we're glad that you took the punishment from God so that now we don't have to. Um, the actual biblical story, if you're curious, uh, Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. Not thanks for doing that so I can sit over here on the side and get the benefits of the comfort. I have been crucified with Christ. The good news that Jesus went into it is that he also invites us into it. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Jesus said, if you want to come after me, take up your cross, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. Um, these are participatory uh, uh, invitations. And um, again, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There's almost a like, well, duh element to that. Je Jesus told his disciples, like, oh, you want to come after me? You're going to have to count the cost. You better think about this. Can you drink the cup that is coming to me? Uh, he said, well, what they do to walk, pay attention. What are they going to do to me? What do you think they're then going to do to you if you're walking in my way, living in my way, announcing the good news of the kingdom that God has made real in me? What do you think they're going to do? So you don't masochistically go and seek out that persecution. But when it comes, when the, when the powers um, of the world are inevitably at odds with the way that God wants to bring about the restoration that God is working out, um, then we're there and we're ready and we're able to withstand it. Uh, but only if we've been training in this way of Jesus all along, only if we've been baby stepping and forgiving our uh, siblings and our roommates, only if we've learned to live generously because we do trust that there's a God behind it that we don't have to just, ah. and then um, when we pay attention to throughout history, um, stories of saints and martyrs and, and people uh, around the world um, who, who suffer greatly uh, because they're following Christ, I mean, it doesn't maybe have to be such a stretch for us to imagine. We're not getting out of life alive anyway. We've already staked everything on our lives are hid with Christ. That happened through death. Uh, some of us were at the lake yesterday. Is Emily here this morning? There she is. Um, some of us were at the lake. Emily was uh, baptized uh, yesterday afternoon. It's freaking awesome. Uh, it's it's right there. Um, Reed was talking about um, it, our whole story is is right there. Um, we're going down. We're joining with Christ in His death. We don't have to be so afraid uh, of of those metaphorical everyday deaths. We don't have to be so afraid of the big death that's coming at the end of our life. Um, not just because of some totally disconnected, God's going to take us and stick us in a heavenly mansion, uh, but because we've already tasted and seen that it's no good trying to make our lives for ourselves and hold on to them so tight and get safe and get secure. You're always afraid. 
it, it's it's right there because our eye um is on righteousness sake jesus kingdom god's good shalom uh, then we we willingly accept we we go through um the suffering that comes to us um patient uh, with christ good news um christ is with us